Good morning, guys. This is a uh, you know the Southern Sauce. Po- the, 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 mm, this is a great start. Look, the Southern Sauce Podcast. I'm uh, I'm running the show today. I uh, yeah, I got my guest here, Dresden. Uh, yo, how 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 how's your morning going, Dresden? I'm tired. You're tired. Um, I'm really tired. I didn't even know I was doing this today, honestly. Uh, we also have Dresden's dad here, Sean. What up, what up? And then my dad. What's up? Morning. Morning, Morning. world. Yeah. So um, basically, today, um, Dresden's basically had some things to ask, something around the lines of, along the lines of that. Guys, I'm good at public speaking, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Okay, okay, so I want to get on here today. and I'm at, Time out. Hmm. Just warm up, guys. What do you mean warm up? I mean, I don't. How are we all doing? What's been popping? What's on much. your mind? Too much. Too, Too much? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I feel that. I'm tired. I'm ready to just stop. <sighs> All right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, school, yeah. extracurriculars, people. How many weeks of school you have left? I have like a week and a half, but that's not week. enough time to like I have one week left. For real? Yeah, we don't get a full Lucky. Christmas break. We get like yeah. twenty days. We got three days taken off because of Thanksgiving break. Dang, that's crazy. Yeah, it sucks. But you did have a nice Thanksgiving break, though. I did. What would you do for Thanksgiving break? Um, spent time with family, and ate food that I don't like. <laughs> Bro, tell us about that. Yeah, nah, I need to. I'm about to cook you. I'll take the Thanksgiving <laughs> food. Nah, it ain't it. It ain't it. What's wrong with it? It's just I don't know. That's Is it because it tastes the same every year? Like I guess for my family, Thanksgiving food is basically Christmas food. So oh, I wanna. I wanna like so what do you mean? Like, 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 give us the menu, man. Like your usual turkey, ham, dressing or stuffing, whatever you call it. Mm-hmm. Um, see, I don't like dressing or stuffing. Crazy. Anything like that. Mac and cheese, that's good. Uh, mashed potatoes and gravy? Mashed potatoes and gravy. Good or bad depends who cooks it. Fair. Mm. Um, what else do they have? The cranberry sauce? I don't like cranberry sauce. I don't. That stuff tastes weird. At all? At all. I think it's okay. I'm not like a deviled big eggs. Fan of it. Don't like deviled eggs. <sighs> it's kind of crazy. Sounds mm-hmm. like you just don't like good food. Yeah, uh, bro. Maybe, you know? maybe. It ain't Asian. Like, you ain't eating it, huh? <laughs> <laughs> You're right. But um, <laughs> <laughs> greens or collard greens, I can eat it. It's not my favorite though. Mm-hmm. What about y'all? I understand that. Y'all like Thanksgiving food, Christmas food. See, look, most people. Like, I know a lot of people don't like turkey like that. And that's because, like, y'all ain't never had good turkey before if y'all don't like turkey. Like, nah, that's when crazy. It's, to me. When it's dried out, mm-mm. I'm sorry. I mean, of course. That's, like, most of the time. Anytime I go to these Thanksgiving things, sometimes they be drying it out. No, And I'm bro. just like, I'm good. No. Thanks, though. Ain't you making turkey? Like, mm. Aren't you making turkey next weekend? Mm-mm. You're not? Okay. <laughs> we don't know what turkey. we don't know what we're doing next weekend. Really? Just, yeah, it's a circus. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. Well, Thanksgiving food is my hot take. Me not liking it. What's yours, Sean? 
I'm very. I don't have any crazy hot takes. Go make things. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Finish on my bad. No, I don't. Yeah, you. I I want to drift. Um, so you said you were like tired and tired of tired of school. Yeah, school people and then tired of people. What about the people part? Tell us about your holiday, like overall. What do you mean holiday? Your Thanksgiving break. Thanksgiving break. I mean, you, know, you you just told us about the food. You weren't wasn't a fan. It of was it. nice. Um, it didn't go exactly how I expected it to go. Um, I wasn't able to make it to both family Thanksgivings this year, mm. which sucks. But I'm glad I was able to make it at least one. Mm-hmm. Spend time with that family. Um, I still enjoyed being with them. Why not? I slammed into a tree. Uh, <laughs> elaborate, <laughs> elaborate. Um, You're just gonna drop that and just leave it yeah, where it's at. Yeah. Um, I was on a swing that's attached to a tree, and they were like, "Don't hit the tree," and I'm like, "I won't." And so I'm still swinging. Hits the tree. Um, <laughs> I haven't got there yet. Um, <laughs> I see I'm gonna go into the tree, so I try to slow myself down. It ended up just like turning me, and I like slammed into the tree really hard with like all my right shoulder, and it was it looked bad. Like yeah. it, was, it was really bad, mm. all scratched up on that side and everything, bruised Dang. over. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I almost didn't tell my parents just because I didn't want them to be like, "See, you're stupid, bro." Because I knew they would. <laughs> yeah, I, I knew they exactly would. What happened? Stop trying to be a line, linebacker against the tree. Man. <laughs> mm. I think I won though. I didn't stand you chance. you beat the tree. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you could fight back, Dresden. <laughs> I, I think you did. You saw. No. Nah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, but what was y'all Thanksgiving like? It was really, really, um, I guess relaxed. I don't know how to describe it, really. We didn't do, like, a crazy amount. We went to someone's house. Like, we didn't even cook this year, which felt really weird. But that's just how it went. Was it nice to, like, be able to relax and not cook? To be able to go to someone's house and be like, oh, I got food waiting for me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if that's how I viewed it, but I guess so, yeah. What about you well, how it? did you view it? I don't know. We're just well, well, hey, let's do a little side note here. When we talk about stuff, y'all expound. Y'all talk about it. Expa- like, 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 go deeper. I mean, like, yes or no. They're they're doing the one and they're doing the yes or no. We're not yes. yes or no. No, it was good. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about it like see. I'll give an excuse. Talk about it like no one's ever had a Thanksgiving before. Um, no right. one ever had a Thanksgiving. So there was once the Pilgrims, right? <laughs> okay, okay. I'm listening. Look, the Pilgrims pulled up, and then uh, yeah, we had a feast. Uh, or is the alternate version where Goku saved the Pilgrims, and then oh, Goku yeah, said, yeah. "I'm hungry," and that's how the first Thanksgiving started. It was Goku. Don't do that. <laughs> Expound, bro. Expound. Oh, no. This could go forever. <laughs> but, yeah, we we all got together, and we ate, and we usually make a lot of food. But this year, my family did not cook. So it felt very weird. Also very relaxed, though. But, yeah, that's just how it went. Mm. So, just curious about the food. The food that you did get to eat, was it up to par to what you were used to? Or did it not quite there? Yeah. I mean, I would say it was up there. Okay. It was great. Yeah, it was great. 
It was definitely quality. Where'd I go? Friend? Family? Went to Josh's house. Oh, okay. And Rachel cooked. That's cool. And she wanted to cook, so. And we never, she she never had us for Thanksgiving. So it was like a first time thing for her. Yeah. So. And apparently she cooks every year. I don't know how. Yeah. Is it nice? She for- cooks the full shebang every year for just her and Josh. Really? Dang. Yeah. So we talked about how stressful this holiday season is because we have this wedding coming up and we want to take it slower and they saw it like this is a perfect opportunity for you guys to come because she cooks all day and and it's just usually them two or maybe a couple other family members that come by and that was it. So mm-hmm. was it nice for y'all to not be able, not have to cook like oh, this to trust in what they're making? Bro, when an adult can eat without having to cook or pay for food <laughs> yes. <laughs> no matter the quality, bro. <laughs> no matter the quality. I mean, the quality does matter, but I mean, I mean, then you just go. Bro, if you're having a it. hot dog cookout, and you invite me, and I don't have to cook, and then you don't just just bring yourself. Do I need to bring anything? Just bring. Hey, I'm, I'm, there. There. I'm, I'm down there. <laughs> you know. Thank you. Thank hey, you. Like bless, blessings, bro. Blessings, bro. That's <laughs> all it is, man. Yeah. You guys will get to appreciate that one day. Yeah. I can yeah. appreciate it. Now, no nah, more so after more you done, so. after after Big Sean and I didn't come to y'all's house and oh, raid no. y'all's refrigerator. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. uh, oh yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't think that's more Can't of wait. us. I think it's yeah. more of someone else. You're gonna open yeah. my pantry and see a wall of ramen, and be like <laughs> y'all pick what flavor y'all want. <laughs> Just make sure you get the good ones. Oh, I will. Yeah, <laughs> get that twisted. Yeah. How much do y'all think we're not gonna fully know until we get older? You know, like just different values of life. Mm. Like oh, perspective is always going to change as you get older. Yeah. Yeah, Things that you used to think were important are going to become less important. Things that you used to think were trivial will become highlighted just depending on your situation and your environment. Yeah. I, I, th- I think it's endless. I think you'll never get to a point where like, all right, I got a full understanding and I don't seek, I don't seek anything else. I don't question anything else. I think life becomes boring at that point. Mm. So life's still interesting right now? Yeah, I, yeah, I make it interesting. Is life always supposed to be not boring? Um, is life always supposed to be not boring? I don't know. Sean, what do you got to say? I got to marinate on that one. I think if you don't know what boring is, you won't really respect what the cool stuff is. You got to know both sides of the coin in order yeah. to, to really enjoy that. both sides. There's moments in mm-hmm. my life where I just want things to be chill, mellow. There's other times where I could go and I want things to be a little bit wilder or a little bit more memorable, whatever that may be. Mm. Right. I remember um, this question in English one time. It was like, can you, can you achieve true happiness and not have gone through anything? And I answered no. Because I was like, how do you appreciate what happiness is without dealing with the exact opposite of happiness? You know what I mean? Right. Isn't, yeah. Isn't true happiness subjective to the person, though? Yeah. My true happiness it definitely is. Happiness, I mean, so. yeah. I mean, I said for me, like, no. Like, if I, if I was just, like, defaulting autopilot, everything went fine all the time, I'd be bored. I mean, yeah. For some people, I feel like that, being able to... Um, go autopilot all the time is relaxing for them not having to worry about certain things because they just know how it's going to go taking that piece of stress off that's something. true 
you always get to a certain point where you don't know how something's going to go. No, I mean, I, I mean, yeah, obviously, yeah. You, don't, you can't know everything, but having a small idea of someone being in control of what might happen next, I feel like is a state of happiness. Being able to be able to control your life in that moment, people will crave the control. They yeah, want that. I feel like that's rare, though. Like, I don't think that's common. It's rare that people want total control. No, I think it's rare that people have total control. Mm. You know, like the older we yeah. get, more adults want more control. Yeah, and and, and and there's a stability in control, and then it gets to a point where something gets out of control. That something gets out of control that in the past happened. But you're so used to having control of it that it's become it, it's it's like fire drill. It's like detrimental. Detrimental when you don't have control. Yeah, I'll explain it. Like, let's say, like in your twenties, right? You live check to check, and and the lights got turned off every now and then because you were manage you were poor managing money, and you know it takes like two or three bill cycles late for the lights to get cut off. Mm-hmm. Well, after you have that under control and you kind of got to control your finances and then you're older and then you ha- you hit a financial roadblock and then the power bill is only one month late. It's not going to get turned off, but it's that one month late. Yep. At that point you're like, okay, I'm panicked because I'm never late. But now I'm dealing with a situation. But back in the day, you were like, uh, I'll pay it when I can. You know? Yeah. So I think people get comfortable with that control. And when there's a loss of it, even a little bit of loss, then that's when the happiness goes down. Yeah. So it changes. It's a moving target. Yeah. That's just a low, low, low end example, I guess. I no, know. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, but to bring it back to what you were talking about with the uh, not knowing about or your English question about whether yeah. or not somebody can achieve true happiness true, without going through something. True, yeah. yeah. I yeah. mean, if it all depends on your starting point as well. Like if you've come up living a blessed life, had everything taken care of, and then you go out on your own and then you start to struggle, it can be a detriment to that person's mental yeah. psyche. As opposed to if you started at the bottom and you've always been working your way up, you could hit a little bit of a road bump and that person would be like, all right, well, there's a little bit of a setback, but I'm just going to keep on trucking because there's nowhere else to go or nothing else mm-hmm. that I need to do. So I feel like every single person has to have some sort of struggle to go through in order to mature and realize yeah, that's you know, why I think the better too. things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do y'all think true happiness um, can be accomplished by someone who's always optimistic and always is happy. Do you think they have a true happiness from always being happy? I think that mm. person would. Yeah, I think so. Outside looking in, other people might have their own opinion on it, like maybe not, but I think for that person in that situation, yeah, they probably are truly happy for themselves. If they're genuinely happy all the time, then yeah. So, if they're genuinely happy all the time, that means they've already reached true happiness? Mm. Um, 
I'll just revert to I don't think true happiness is something that we get to and then we end on. I think it's constantly in motion. Like so joy in that sense. Joy, self fulfillment, um, self love. So there's never um, no point where it's like I've reached it. This is it. I feel like there's peace. There's there's moments where you can sit in it, and if you can sit in it in the moment, and really give yourself credit in the moment, yeah, and be proud in the moment. To me, that's more true happiness versus the oh, I made it here and I'm finally here, and um, I get to I get to take off the gas a little bit. More of gratitude in the moment than relief. Yes, is is happiness, and and can you get there and say I'm finally here? You could say that in the moment, but man, all the work to get anything requires equal, if not more, work to maintain it. So, man, I'm here. I finally got a new vehicle that I'm proud of. Okay. 30 days or less, here's your, here's that first car payment and that upped insurance payment. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, So can you really get there and sit in it? I don't think so. What do you think? Mm, yeah, I don't think so either. There's no, like, just definition of this is what it is and that's it. I don't think you can sit in it. I think you can have, you can sit in peace. Um, instead of happiness. And I, I find peace and happiness two separate things because some people find happiness in peace or peace in happiness. Mm-hmm. But I feel like they're two different things and you can, if you can't sit in happiness, you can sit in peace. And that's what makes them happy. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. But I don't, I don't, I, I think you got to be a little bit happy to be peaceful. And you got to be peaceful to be happy. So the, the Unless you're just happy in chaos, which some people, some people some people like are. <laughs> oh yes, yeah, that's crazy. People, some people are like everything's just going too right, right, right now. And let me let me do something to <laughs> that's make it chaotic. I don't know. Some people Got a little bit of spice. I don't think they think about it though. That's just the way they live their life. Yeah, probably so. Yeah, they don't think about force it. of habit or something like that. Yeah. Just used, they're just. I don't know. Some people maybe they feel like things are off when things are going well. Is uh, that is that a mental illness? Uh, um, do you ever feel like that? I don't know. Say that again. Do you ever feel like that? Feel like what? Oh, sorry, I zoned out for a second. Everything's too right right now. Mm, I feel like when everything feels right, it's. It's bound to go south, and I figured that's that how out. I am too. I figured that out this year, and I still love everything going to the right. But then that underlying feeling of how long will this last? When is it gonna go south? It like that karma feeling. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm having too much good right now. There needs to be a balance, and so when that that bad finally comes in to balance it out, it's like I I wasn't ex- expecting this. It's like you were expecting the worst, but the worst was. Even worse. The than worst is expect. worse than the worst. And yeah. so it, um, I feel like it just gets insane at that point. But I don't, yeah, like I said, you said happiness. It's, you can't just sit in happiness. Yeah. 
everything going right, there has to be something to balance it out, or at least in my yeah. head. Yeah, and so I don't think it's not making something can go wrong on purpose, like how you were saying. It's just like expecting it to. It's just how it's not, bound to happen. Yeah, it's just how it goes. It's how fate lines up. Yeah, um, that's how I see it too. I hate that. Like that's how I think because you want everything to go right. Um, I know nothing is ever perfect, um, but I feel like you can get close to that. Uh, for a while, I like everything around me was going really well, and it was perfect, amazing year, amazing time. And then that next year comes around, and it just one thing hits, and I'm like, okay, this might be it. This might be that bad to balance it out. And then a month or two go on, and then you're like, oh, uh, this is the other thing. Okay, it's bound to stop here. And something else hits, and you're like, dang. Okay, um, I, I want that, that going right to happen again. I want that to come back around. And I feel like if that going right does come back around, it becomes less severe or seems less severe once you've had all that bad around you. So then you're in a conflict of, is this good or bad? And you won't understand. Or at least for me. It's a lot of confusion. That was a lot. Sorry. <laughs> no, I get exactly. I'm keeping no, up. I'm, I'm, exactly I'm trying to keep saying. up with it. I'm curious though, yeah. like in in okay, so speaking about happiness, if you are I don't know, let's just make up a scenario. Let's say you're expecting something to happen, it goes the way that you want it to, you're happy with that. Um let's say a different, completely separate subject arises and something goes wrong against your expectation of it. Does that situation become a detriment to your previous happiness? Like, are you guys able to separate it out? Like, still be happy about the thing that went right, but now that this negative situation is there, it's ruining whatever happiness you gained from the other situation. If they correlate, yeah. I feel like um, it just depends on the person. Like, depending on how bad that something is, it's definitely going to weigh hard on me, but I still wouldn't want to ruin the happiness that I had for the other thing. Okay. Because it's like making the most out of any situation. I'm like, oh, yeah, I my grades are dropping, like, incredibly, and it's not good. You're not used to that. But on the other hand, my family side, it's everyone's cool everyone's peaceful and organized and everything's going around that end yes the grades are gonna weigh on me greatly but i have that other happiness to kind of keep me okay but i feel like the second you let that negative overcome the happiness it's really really difficult to get that happiness back Mm. until someone's like brings an eye opener or you have that self-awareness Y'all have self awareness of your um, emotions, where you're something happens and you're feeling down, and in the middle of it, you you say, "Okay, I'm feeling down right now," and I recognize it, and then you do something about it. Um, mm. I think I mean for me, yes, but it is it is difficult to um, have a maturity and self awareness to, th- to make the right choice. Of getting out of that. Well, I mean, state. just 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 the there's the first part, just the awareness just the of awareness. it. Yeah, yeah, I can, I definitely can like, see it. Like, I know you're feeling down, but is it like you you almost you third person yourself, and you're like, hey, 
you're you and you, this is like self-talk you're 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 feeling down right now and you're like fully aware of it i know i am i've I have to. I, I feel like I have to see things from third person's perspective. Okay. How about you, Sean. Yeah, I'm the same way. Mm-hmm. Okay. So at that point, what do you do at that point? That's the hard part. Uh, yeah, I feel like that's where the maturity steps in. It's like, should I help myself out of this? Is it affecting me as much as it should? Mm-hmm. Um, but even then, it's a hard line to see. I think because even seeing yourself in a third person's perspective you still have some type of subjective thoughts because you're seeing a third person perspective of yourself while thinking the way you think. Mm-hmm. So, so you're saying you're still biased. Like, yeah. I know think. I try to think from a society's point of view or like an ethical point of view because I don't want to base it off of what I feel. Cause I don't want to give in to what I think, even if it is or no, I don't want to give in to what I think because I'll be telling myself the wrong thing. Than what it should be. That makes sense. I don't. It's hard to explain. So you don't trust your own instinct to a certain degree. Not whenever it's influenced by an emotional impact, because then you're. I uh, I feel like you wouldn't be thinking rationally. Oh, that's pretty smart. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. When you said think of it, society's point of view. Are you? Or is that? Is that like saying I'm thinking about? how other people are viewing me in this time that I'm feeling down right now. Do you ever calculate that or I'm more of thinking of it as, okay. Uh, when I say society, society's point of view, almost like a mature point of view, like what we want to be, like what we should be, uh, mature, be able to stand up for ourselves and whatnot. But to an extent of giving in, how do I explain it? Seeing it from a society's point of view for me for me, would be, let's say I'm down about, also I'll bring up grades again. That's not something that some people would really weigh heavy on. So I would have to think about it from the people that it does weigh heavy on. Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah, I guess so. So you're thinking about like, okay, so someone who really cares about their their grades and their academic progress you have you want to you want to change your mindset to think about it like them, so that that you perform better. I think so. I I really don't know how to explain it, and that's that's the worst part about like what you're trying to use words to describe this kind of stuff. Okay, because I can describe it in actions. Yeah, it's all good, words. man. I mean, that's you know we feel things that we don't know how to say them, and you know that's part of to me is happiness is being able to try to say things out loud that you think and. Instead of just let it rattle around in your brain and it turns into something that's really not, you know. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Um, in the in those moments where you're like, all right, I'm so some bad situation. I'm down. I'm having an off day. Um. Now I recognize that I'm down. What it, What are some things y'all do to try to turn it around? That's the hard part. I don't know how to turn things around. I think that's what I think that's what makes it stressful. Okay, because I can recognize it, but I won't know what to do about it. And then even if I am told what to do about it or do know what to do about it, like I can't find it in myself to sometimes to change. 
change what's or how you're feeling or how to correct it or what? I guess so. Or it's like you have to make a hard decision to change how you're feeling and you kind of like, you can't. I mean, you can, but like. You just don't feel like it. You just don't feel like it. You're you're tired of trying to fix it. So you just, you say it is what it is and move on. So it's a mental, you recognize it and then you're you're hitting a dead wall, a brick wall, the mentally choosing to say, okay, I'm going to do something about it. Yeah. Which is why my way of doing something about it is doing nothing about it and just keep going. But you get stuck there. Mm. Sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. It just depends. Okay. But you, Dresden? I think you might have answered this a little bit already. Yeah, I don't like to sit in certain feelings because I don't want it to overtake me. I'm, I've always tried to like stay neutral. With my feelings in certain aspects. Like if I'm if I face something that's just really messing with me mentally, um, the choice of sitting in it or doing something about it, I'll wanna sit in it, but I know that if I sit in it nothing's gonna change. And the that's when like that part is mm-hmm. not the scary part. It's what happens with the change. I'm scared of change. I don't know if when I do something about it, is it going to help me or make me worse? So it's like, do I put in the effort to make that gamble? Or do I just let things be because they could get worse? Yeah, that's how I am too. Mm. But I, John, what are your thoughts on like a gamble? Um, I don't know. I guess it really just depends on the situation for me. Everyone is, everything is different. If I'm in a situation that is, let's say in the negative, if I have options to get myself out of it, I'll take those options. If there are no options immediately, I will brainstorm and try to think of how to get myself out of that negative. I'm more of like, I'm, if it's a joyous thing, like if it's a positive feeling that I'm feeling, I do want to stretch that out for as long as possible to sit in it, to enjoy it, okay? But whenever it comes to the negative, I am not trying to let that bring me down. I'm trying to either get over it, get through it, go under it, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, Yeah, I'm not that guy who's going to sit there and just let that be a detriment to my life. Life's too short. To allow yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Does it take more effort, or would you still try your best to be happy if it takes more effort to be happy and joyous and whatever you're doing than uh, to just give in and be like, okay? I'm, Hang on, I'm, say that to me one more time. Like you said, if you're gonna be happy, you wanna you wanna keep trying to extend that for as long as possible. Sure. If that takes more energy, um, to like not let certain things get to you, so you stay happy. Oh, for me personally, yes, I, I, I try to do as much as I can to keep that happiness around because for me, I see it as um, I don't know. It, it, I guess that's just my personality type. Like I'd, I'd much rather be in the positive than to stew in the negative. I'm over the brooding part of my life. So mm. like I, I, I just, I don't know. There, There's so much 
positive out there that you can do for yourself that's I think it's just a waste of time to sit and stew in, in the negative side of things. Yeah, I agree. Do you guys feel like y'all looking back you sit sit too much in your bad feelings? When you're feeling some type of way. You ever look back like, oh, you know what, I should have I should have got up and done something. Oh yeah. Instead of sit Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um I should have put down walls a long time ago. I, I try not to um, dwell in regret because I feel like that's just going to make me put up more walls. Mm-hmm. Isn't that inevitable, though? What? Isn't that inevitable? Regretting? Yeah. Mm. I, I don't think so. Um, I know I've talked to my dad about regrets, and he's told me he he doesn't have any major regrets. No. I generally try not to have any major regrets. It's for... My own personality, it's better for me not to consider like past situations where people, other people would view it as something to be regretful over. I try to view it as more of a learning experience. Same. That's what I want to see. I'm dead in alignment with that, bro. Yeah. That's what I want to see. For sure. All all my screw ups in the past that I've made, I try not to make them again. I try. Now, granted, that's not 100% effective. There's times where I'll, I might make the same mistake over and over again, but I'm actively and willing to go the extra mile to stop it from happening. Right. Yeah, I feel that. Um, I mean, I definitely like, um, I understand what you mean by like trying to look at it as a learning experience. I mean, I'm like, I'm the same way. Good. But like, what do you define as a regret? Like... Because, like, do you regret something you had no control over? Or do you regret something you do have control over? Uh, well, first, I define a regret as thinking of something and letting it get to me mentally or physically. Hmm. Of getting it me in the bad mood. Because what happened has happened. And you can think about it in the light of learning mm-hmm. or in the light of despair. And I shouldn't have done that. I wish it didn't go that way. Like, it's already happened. It's yeah. done. Like, what did you learn from that? What What's better? You know, it's. I definitely feel like, or I definitely, I definitely, definitely feel like, um, when you dwell on it and not take it as a learning experience, I feel like that you're just gonna make the same regrets, or like already, or not. You're gonna do the same things that made you regret it the first time, and you're not gonna learn. And whenever you learn from your regrets, do y'all feel like you can change from them? And do you believe that people can change? Yeah, all day, every day. You think so? Change every day. Okay. I know there's some people that don't believe people can change. And it's really hard to show them that. Do you believe people can change? Absolutely. I feel Because you just, about five minutes ago, you said you don't like change. I don't like change, but I feel like anybody can change for the better or for the worse. And I'm constantly trying to change for the better, but I'm worried whenever I change, my relationships with people will change as well. Yeah, they always change. That's what I'm scared about, changing relationships when I'm happy with the ones I'm in right now. Like my, my friend groups, I'm worried that one day something in me will change where it's not something that is as enjoyable 
around certain people and whatnot. And mm-hmm. I'm like, there's going to be a disconnect between them because I truly value all the time I've spent with them, all the feelings I've built up with uh, my group. Mm. Especially like changes in opinions when they'll do something and it's like, huh, that doesn't allow my opinions that showed a difference in their character. How do I respond to that? I don't want to ruin the relationship we have, but it doesn't, our, our mindsets don't align the same way that they used to. Yeah. I think, um, you said uh, Dresden well, about, well, I keep cutting you off, Sean. Go ahead. Mm. Go ahead. <laughs> what? So you said that you think people can change, right? Like a thousand percent. Yeah. A thousand percent. That's a crazy hopeful way to think about it like that. Um, I try I, to be optimistic about it. I everybody. can't operate like that. I think people can change. But the foundations of their character are just like that's just how they are, and that's how they're going to be. Like I don't think I don't think full change is possible. I feel full change, maybe not, but change like it's the big things make up someone, but the small things I feel like show more. If that makes sense. What do you mean? Like build the the big things will are the foundations of mm-hmm. what you do. Can you give an example? Can you give an example? Um, let me think. Is there like an example of somebody that was one way? Yeah, and someone, then something happened, something very specific happened, and now they're a different way. I know. Or, okay, uh, I'll say from personal experience. When I was little, okay, y'all, y'all both know this. Sean and Francis, <laughs> oh, no, and yeah. my dad actually. I was a little piece of crap, like <laughs> annoying. Very stubborn. Um, I know I've I've had memories that I'm looking back and I'm like, dude, what what was I doing? Like I knew I used to be like super, uh, what's the word? Wanting to be cool, different when I was little. Okay, I, I don't, Sean, I don't, I don't remember this. I know Sean told me one time he was like, he had mentioned he was like, y'all said uh, Dresden was come over. You want him to? And Sean was like, ah. I don't Bro, you were my number one bully for like five years. I was gonna ask, were you a bully? I don't wanna say I was. Yes you were. Little, little little me, I lived through it. Yes you were. <laughs> little me it, was and I hate mm-hmm. to admit it. At least you're admitting it, bro. It is what it is. And that's what I, I've come to that self awareness that hey, that's what I was. I don't wanna be that anymore. And I feel like once I hit that that the um the that split path of do I change? Do I go through the effort in changing, whether it be for good or bad, or do I stay being the way I was and just surround people that like me for that? Mm. And I changed. Okay. I didn't I didn't want to stay in that because I feel like if I didn't change, me and Sean wouldn't have the relationship we have. Um, I'd still have a very closed off mindset for a lot of things because mm-hmm. um, it's definitely changed with like opinions about stuff at home yep. and whatnot. My views on politics, religion, uh, school, mm-hmm. ways of thinking, everything has changed exponentially, in my opinion. It's good, man. Glad you're aware of it. Can you say, like, what made you change? Um, He's about to get beat up. No. <laughs> <laughs> no um, bully the wrong Ain't nothing like when that bully get beat up for the first time, you know what I mean? He stopped bullying everybody in the whole school. <laughs> Have that change of 
heart moment. The <laughs> anything's po- uh, yeah. anything is possible with the power of friendship. And you got hit with that talk no jutsu and was like, <laughs> <laughs> um, I really do think um, it was growing up. Like something hit from I think my biggest change was seventh and eighth grade, where I noticed it. I was like, man, I feel like I was trying too hard for something that I shouldn't have been. And so when I hit eighth grade, I had gone to a new middle school. I knew some kids from the one I went from before had gone there, and I knew them. So I had some people to kind of rely on and whatnot. But then having being surrounded by new people, it was like another fresh start. And I think I took this fresh start and did with it the way I wanted to instead of the way I thought people wanted to. People wanted me to. Does that make sense? Um, yeah, I can. I can honestly say that I noticed around your what, what is that uh, junior high school days, your what you held valuable changed, and I I feel like that's what inspired a lot of how you were changing yourself. And I I can probably say I don't know what the what my values changed to. Like, mm. I I never, I don't think you're going to realize you're changing values and you only notice it when people around you notice it and mention it. Because I think around that time is when I started to talk, I, I learned that having a better relationship with your parents, being able to talk to them about almost everything and having a level of trust there really changes, like, so much. Because I started talking to my dad and stepmom more about, everything school how i was feeling and it that gave me more ways of thinking the way i'm thinking i'm like okay if i'm feeling like this i'm going about things like this and it's just not going my way instead of just keep going i'm gonna talk to them see what their opinions are on it and then um my relationship with my mom wasn't always the best but i talked to her more about what was going on it was a lot of it wasn't in my comfort zone because it's like kids and parents my parents will understand what i'm thinking of they they're completely different people but our parents were literally us at one point we our our personalities grow from theirs um i no offense dad i get my stubbornness from my dad a lot oh that's very true (laughs) and then i get my it just means you don't don't get ran over you don't let yourself (laughs) get ran over yeah and then i get my i feel like i get uh my high emotional feelings intensities for my mom because me and her are both emotional people and we try to take in consideration of other people's emotions which that can sometimes weigh heavily on us mm-hmm. and I think when it clicked to me that hey they're human too mm-hmm. I was like everyone makes mistakes if this doesn't work out the way I hope it does then I'm just gonna go back to being quiet and doing me but it didn't it went really well talking to them better than anything I could hope for and it has definitely made me open to opinions a lot more. I feel like it made me grow closer with a lot of different adults in, in our family friend group. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know I feel like I grow closer to you and Nina, and um, you know, I lost my train of thought. And other families. Okay. And I feel like I could talk to you more and have more adult conversations. That makes sense. More mature conversations and be able to hear judgment even if it was somewhat focused towards me 
if it was like not like shots fired at me on purpose, but you know what I mean, like little small things, like or I talk too much, which kind of do, but that kind of stuff. You can you can learn from that. You know what I mean? Spill the beans too much. It's all good. Mm, it's okay. It's all good. <laughs> do you think? Um, do you think part of what cars have changed is like the interactions you had with friends? For example, like me and Caleb. Absolutely. Like for a. I know for a period of time, you and Caleb, like, yeah, we had a rough past. Yeah, I don't. It's really, hard. I want to say y'all hated each other, but like, can I? Can y'all talk about that, or you don't want to? Or no, or it's, it's not. Oh, it's I'm, not water on the bridge. Yet. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. I, mean, I never noticed any of that. It was more like this was uh, like seventh or eighth grade when there was a lot of animosity between us because over what? I think it was attention for me and for me and Sean because. Around that time, I don't want to speak for Caleb, but wasn't I'm pretty sure he was going through a tough time around that time, and that was my the beginning of my change. And whenever I change for anything, I need someone to fall on. I can't change by myself, and that's something I want mm-hmm. to fix for myself. I want to be able to be independent with the things I do, the way I feel. I want to be able to. That's kind of want to just go to the mall by myself one day and go shopping mm-hmm. for stuff. It's really hard for me to feel comfortable and lose stuff. Type situation so to be I'm, by yourself to be by myself because mm. I'm scared of being alone. I'm scared of change, but I try to face those things head on to better myself. Um, but like with Caleb, Caleb's going through a tough time, and that was taking attention, like my attention from or Sean's attention towards me from me. And I was like, that that's my friend and whatnot. And <laughs> I, I was I was a little kid. <laughs> and y'all were on some babysitters club shit. <laughs> I think all my friends have attention problems with me. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, because I'm not gonna lie. I value Sean's opinions a lot. I, I value. I mean, my time with him a lot. And yeah, but it's not like too. he was like saying, "Nah, I'm not fooling with you right now. I'm fooling with them." Yeah, no. it's never like that. But and before know. I forget, the adults have this shit going on all the time, man. All the time. We don't think about it all the time. <laughs> We're trying not to. We try not to think about it, but <laughs> it's like I don't know. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay, those two friends went off and did something together. And I didn't get an invite. I know that's you know what it is with yeah. the, the yeah, adult FOMO. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yep. Thanks for the invite. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to throw a guilt trip, man. It's and just I know anytime that happens, crazy man. I always try my best. I'm like, they wouldn't purposely leave me out. You know what I mean? They were. Just so, doing I mean, sometimes thing. they do. I don't want to think about that. <laughs> I just don't want to be like. It is yeah, what it I, is, bro. Me, I never leave you out on purpose. If I do, it's for yeah, a I know. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I, that's, yeah. Well, I, tried, mm. I always think about Sean and Naya. Well, okay. The, never leave you out on purpose. And Caleb, never do it on purpose. It's for a reason. The reason is the purpose, bro. Okay, no, you're right about that. So you believe me on purpose? Oh, I see. I'm just gonna put this out there. Not every event's for everybody at the same time. Yeah, that's yeah, true. That's true. That's very true. It, 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 people are gonna do things with people, and sometimes it's just better for it to be a smaller group. Sometimes bigger groups we just lose 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 that's the touch. The big group is everyone saying hey to everybody and having a small candid conversation versus a small intimate group of being able to dive deeper into things. I like small yeah. small intimate groups. That's right. like my friend groups, they're never too big and anytime I like want to spend one-on-one time with them, we can. Um but I know that's why like I love that we've kept me the, yeah. like growing up it was me, Sean and I. And now 
Caleb's in the picture, me and him have grown really close, and we're, like, there for each other. Like, my relationship with Sean is similar to my relationship with Caleb. And um, we built from that with uh, Gavin and... Yeah, with Gavin and crew. I think, uh, I don't know. I don't know really what sparked the aggression between you and Caleb. I feel like it was mainly... Politely, it was mainly started by you. No doubt, it was mainly started <laughs> by me. Remember, that was in my. Holy what did days. you do? It's not. That what was the first strike? I want to know. I want to no, know how. No. I want to know how deceitful and evil Dresden was at a young age. What did you do? Did you break his toy? Did you? No, I don't think it was me. You broke. He broke my stuff all the time. First of all, I don't remember. Did this you friend. steal? Did, you, did you steal this. his game? What'd you do? I had the sickest Beyblade Stadium. You stomped the crap out of it. You're lying. And There's it no was way. broken. Yes. That is a key memory for me, bro. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. That was my favorite but toy. Christmas gifts? Shattered, bro. Christmas gifts? Dang. I'm going to buy you the best Beyblade. <laughs> we're going gonna, we're gonna to be playing that all night long. Please, bro. bro. Let like, me apologize to you now for my son. <laughs> Jeez. Mm, I don't remember I that. Do he, he brought that up the other day. Really? We were looking at pictures on... On this old hard drive, when he saw the Beyblade, and he's like, "Yeah, Dresden stomped mine out." I didn't know about it. I was like, "Oh, okay." I don't remember that. Like, I really don't, but I don't think I would. Honestly, <laughs> don't remember it on purpose. Yeah, it's okay, bro. I block out the bad memories that built that me, yeah, so I can yeah, yeah, make yeah. new memories that built a new me. There you go. Mm-hmm. And I, I think animosity with you and Caleb is just—you were like—you started arguments a lot for no reason. Yeah. Like you just—you just love to be argumentative. Mm. You one of them, huh, that. Dresden? I or he, at least he was. I you like to now. argue or you like to debate? Argue. Mm. That's what I've tried to grow out of, and because no one wants someone who's petty that just doesn't give up an argument, and I am petty and won't give up an argument, which that's something I have to, I've had to work on because it's not a good trait to have. But that also, I'm very egotistical, and mm. people will say that I try to. I'll be egotistical, but I'll also be really humble. As I'm still, and I can't say I'll be really. I'm really humble because that's not a humble thing to say. But y'all, y'all know what I mean. <laughs> y'all know what I mean. That's just egotistical thing see, oh, to say. See? <laughs> yeah, you should be a lawyer or a politician. <laughs> I am <laughs> humble. <laughs> My client, he is, is not worth not anything. <laughs> In 2023, he bought the weakest Beyblade set ever. <laughs> he is not here for the state of Mississippi. I am Dresden. I approve this message. <laughs> I feel like that one dude at the gas station used to support me because so and so is making the gas prices go up. Yeah, that's exactly how that's going to happen. So, yeah, that's basically how it was between you and Caleb. I'm glad time. it's not though. I mean, I'm I'm really glad it's not like that anymore. I wonder what he says about. He's probably say the same thing, honestly, bro. I wish he. We literally we, we never have time for to get him on here, bro. It's horrible. Yeah, gotta make he's it always up. working or he's banned because he's like a band addict. He's actually like being a responsible, productive human being. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm not saying is. we're not, but him, I feel like he's had the most growth out of all of us, truly. Oh, mm. a thousand percent. That's why. A million percent. That's awesome to hear. I don't know yeah. what switched in his brain, but I think that's that why man I, is just like, he's just different, bro. Wants more, bro. I think that's why. He I wants mean. more and he knows he has control of getting it. That's exactly That's the switch, man. I think that's why the animosity between me and him, because I saw him changing. I saw him being. Bro, once that switch turns on, there ain't nothing stopping. Everything he, else that's important. He was like, he's even told me he's like. I talked to him a little bit, but it's on. It's it's so on go. Like I could just look at him, and be like, I. Right. 
Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I respect him a lot. Like, you got this, dog. You got this. And- yeah. 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 It's off the chain, bro. It really is off the chain. Yeah. It's the craziest transformation I've ever seen of mm-hmm. a person. Big time. Did you have... Sean, did you have any animosity between anybody? I know me, but other than that, I don't even call what I have between you animosity. It was just it is what it is. That's how of is what it is. Always been. Yeah. With um, like when we were talking about change and why I said like I don't think the foundations of people change. Maybe I'm saying that because you're saying you've gone through change. I don't feel like I've gone through lots of change. I feel like I've been the same person a lot of my life. I feel like that's when that self awareness comes in. I've had to build a self-awareness to see what has changed and to be able to see in a third-person point of view because you, you've you gone through so much change. And I feel like every adult in our friend group will say that. Right? Am I wrong? Like, well, yeah, with no, me? you're not wrong. With yeah. me? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I think all of y'all have... I don't think there's one more than the other. I think... Yeah, I mean, it's... It's growing up. Yeah, that that's just it. You guys are growing up. Mm-hmm. Your interests are different. Your viewpoints are different. Perspective changes over time. And whether it's for better or worse, it's not the same. Mm -mm. I guess so. I feel maybe the same. I feel like the only change that really happened is I've just become more closed off. (laughs) That's like the only thing. I've just become less myself in public. I think that's the only thing that's changed. Yeah, but Mm. also the thing that I feel like has made me value even more is the way you think you might have changed in your output of yourself and what you do in public, but the way you think is completely different, not completely, but different from mine, different from Naya's describe the way I think. <laughs> Cause I don't even know how I think I can't describe it, but it's, it's different and, uh, like just different ethics bro. and, <laughs> uh, what's the ethics? And what's the other word? I feel like you are a lot more analytical you're not quick to say the first thing on your mind. Your first opinion, you'll question it. You'll turn it over. You'll flip it. You'll oh, yeah. think about different perspective yeah. as opposed to everybody when they're young. That first opinion is what comes out of the yep. mouth. Boom. Yep. It's just crazy. Don't like me. something. Boom. I don't like crazy. it. Crazy. That was me when I was little. That is you when you were little. Like, yeah. I remember this one time. This is a core memory for me. Um, Sean and... Um, there's Teron, there's Neil There's Um, I feel terrible, I've heard his name Who? Did you say adult? Adult um, Rebecca's husband Jeff? Jeff, Jeff, yes Okay. And I respect, I respect Jeff a lot too Um, When I remember I came to y'all's house When y'all lived in the older house and John's like, you should play Smash and whatnot. I'm like, that game's, that game's lame. Oh, my God. Yeah. Sean remembers this, and I know he does. Yeah, and and so does Jeff. I even told Jeff. I was like, yeah, we don't talk about that. Um, but I was like, I don't want to play that game. stupid. I was like, I want to be different. Yeah, you Dude, just sucked, bro. That's what I it was. was. terrible. Was <laughs> I still am. I don't play it now because <laughs> yeah. I, haven't, I haven't had a chance to really learn. Um, but I was like, I it's, it's too mainstream for me. I want to be different and quirky and like do things that no one else is doing okay but i wanted an attention i want i wanted attention and thought that was the way to get it which i was also little so little kids act out yeah i mean sean you were reserved you were like i'm but not gonna I lie you were the best one at all i of us. still am like in a I'm different way you're reserved, reserved but you think differently you you are reserved and observe well 
if you're reserved and not observing, what are you doing? You get what I'm saying? At mm-hmm. that point, if you're reserved, like how I am, because you're saying I am reserved, but I I have observation. I feel like if you're super reserved and you're not like observing what's going on with you, I feel like it's a useless skill to have. Yeah, like why are you so reserved then? Like if because once you know. get out of that reserved mindset. You have so many ideas and opinions because you've seen everything around you. You know what I mean? Like you've in school, you've seen the way people think. What what um engineering class are you in? Just engineering one. Just do, do you what kind of engineering do y'all do? Um, doing a lot of three D modeling right now. Okay, so have y'all learned about any like structural engineering? Uh, describe that. Like found building foundations, um, or like CAD modeling when you're going to build something. Give me an example of something you've had to build. Um, uh, uh, a tower made out of paper that can hold um, okay weights. Yeah. Okay, so that's structural engineering. The, yeah. That's structural. Um, so with that, let's say your idea you've you see everyone else's and you start after them. You say okay, um, number one has built a tower that things go across and holds it up pretty well. Mm-hmm. But after some amount of weights, it drops. Number two has just steel structures with everything going up and um, one beam across connecting it. Um, it can hold a lot of weight, but it can't. it's not subject to move. Mm-hmm. If it moves, it crumbles. Now, number three, it, um, it has, uh, it's in the, cro- it's very uh, horizontal, a lot of horizontal lines. And not many pieces that expound its height. Mm-hmm. And that one, it's really good with holding up weights and it doesn't move much, but it can't store as much because it's not tall enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can observe all that and you can build something that's all three, but the good things from all three. You know what I mean? Yeah, I hear you saying. So with you being able to observe, you're reserved right now and it's just, in your opinion, not your time to build that. The best model, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So, with you observing, I feel like the t- the time you come out and actually talk to people about how you feel and the way you feel it, it's gonna be different at first. But they're gonna those people are gonna see um, that hey, you know what you're talking about. The wisdom. The wisdom. Mm-hmm. Because listening to one of y'all's episodes, I think it was just you two talking. Mm-hmm. Sean was very in depth whenever he got into his zone mm-hmm. like you when you got comfortable you stepped out of that that reserve zone and you really started talking mm-hmm. that's one of my favorite episodes listening to because i can actually hear you i hear caleb say the same thing yeah exactly because we see it in you and we want what's best for our friend and even whenever you're talking to me and caleb like me and caleb will give advice but we don't follow our advice all the time like y'all suck at that politely we suck at following our, <laughs> our advice but we give really good advice I mean, I can barely follow my own advice sometimes too. It's it's but hard for people to do that because that's the boat. that's the right thing to do, and the right thing is the hard thing, and no one wants mm. to do the hard right, things. Right, right. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking recently with a friend, reconnecting with him, my friend Justin, and he pretty much told me he's like, "Man, you got a lot to say about when I bring a problem up, how to fix it, but then I see you got this going on, this going on. I'm like, hey, man, yeah, I know. Part of it is." It, not all of it's me saying this is what you should do and this is what I do because it's right. Some of it is just 
me saying it out loud because I'm trying to work on it too. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, like I'll give opinions to Sean and Caleb about how to deal with relationships and I'll put myself in a situation where I don't follow any of that. Yeah. I've talked to all three of y'all about this and y'all are like, dude, you're stupid. But like, it's so hard because that's that change I'm scared about. Like what, what what's gonna happen if I follow what so I So you say? don't like change, you're scared of it. Or you don't like it because you're scared of it. All of the above. Yeah. Change mm. is just a lot and I've dealt with change a lot through my life and for good and for worse, I feel like and I see more of the good sides because if you do on if you dwell on the bad parts, that's all you're gonna see. And I don't wanna see that. I like I want to appreciate what's gone around me. It's mm. a good perspective to have. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. What I think about change, you should run towards it. Well, that's like running into the unknown. You're not going to know what's going to happen. And the unknown Um, is horrifying. I viewed it as, I couldn't, I didn't know how to put it into words until I saw something on Instagram about a Marine talking. And he's like, when everything's chaotic and everyone's folding, they're panicking, they're laying on the ground, they're crying, like, you have to collect your thoughts and then you hear the gunshots in the distance and you make sure you got your gear that you need. You, you check your mindset, you check your, you check your gear and you run towards that. And that's how you have to attack everything in life is if it's hard, you run towards it because you'll have a better handle of it instead of it coming upon you and you having to be defensive about it. Yep. Yeah, so when true. I heard that, I was like, okay, that's pretty solid. Be active, not reactive. Yep. And and so run towards it. So it's like, like you just said, Dresden, the hardest thing to do is the right thing to do. So going back to when you guys sit down, I'm like, okay, I'm in a bad spot. I'm down. I'm mentally tapping. What do I do? Sean said, you brainstorm. What can yeah. I do? Yep. And then... The idea might not be like the golden ticket. It might not be. It might be maybe I should. You take that and you run towards it. I know. And it might work, it might not. Yep. But the fact that you're running towards it, the, the the fact that you chose to do something different, whether it's physically or mentally, and you acknowledged it and you chose it and you and you're working towards it, that's already a first change. That's the first change. And then instantly you'll feel better. Instantly. You'll feel better. Dresden, you agree to me when I say the hard part is the it might not. That's the hard part. That's where mindset comes in. Yeah. Optimism. See. It might not. So view it like this. If If I do it, it might not turn out well. That's a. Let's just say Percentages. Mm-hmm. That's a 50 Just how I operate, yeah. I operate I'm, it, it might There's 50% chance of failure Right But if you don't do anything You're saying I'm 100% choosing to fail yeah, I'm, yeah. I like gambling my options Actually Like I mean, I'll see a 50% chance and I'll, I'll throw myself in that and be like Okay um, I feel like the hardest change to do is, Or I won't say that right now Um when I see change, no matter what it is, I'll have an unrealistic, optimistic point of view of it. Unrealistic, optimistic. It 
It sounds and I ain't never heard those two words put together. That's crazy, bro. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, <laughs> hold on, hold on a second. You have an unrealistic, optimistic view. Yeah. But like, isn't that lying crazy. to yourself at that point? Mm, probably. Dang. I know. I'll, I'll it's think. only lying to yourself if it doesn't work out. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> no, that's that gamble you have to make. Um, I can't. That's just why I'm not a gambling man. Like, yeah. I can't. Ah. It's like taking, mm. like knowing that there's only a 10% uh, rate of success, but you're still going to to try for that 10%. You never catch me doing that, bro. Yeah. I, so what is the level you're comfortable with? With betting? I mean, just <laughs> like with any, any type of risk. Like, how much of a percentage would you need to see for you to actually take bro, the risk? It got to be like 75% chance or higher or I'm not doing hey, it. Hey, give me 10. Okay. I have to I have to have a pretty set thing that it'll probably work Dresden, out. Dresden, you just said you were comfortable with 10? If I see a chance that something's going to work out, I will hold on to that chance <sighs> till the very end until it doesn't work out cuz I believe um I think I mentioned my my mindset before it's like whenever I have an opportunity, the opportunity has a million outcomes. And if I close off one, you're closing off a million of those opportunities. So if mm. it's if there's something a good way to look I at see it. that, hey, this might happen, I'm going to try my best no matter the possibility of doing it. If it's something that I can really just stand and be like, okay, that's definitely not going to happen, then yeah, I won't do it. But it's like, um, it's a kind of bad example, but it's like, can I come over to Sean's house? weekend we have stuff going on but i really want to go to his house mm-hmm. um i know it falls into the parents choices a lot but it'll still be the hey uh, i know it might not happen but you still suggest it and be like hey do y'all think it might be possible if i hung out with sean's this weekend we're both we both kind of have some time to hang out and we won't be too much of a problem that kind of thing mm-hmm but I feel like I can't fully grasp the problems because I'm not the adult that's the owner of the house. And it's not like we're doing illegal things either. So, um, but like, are you covering up something that I don't know about or something? Uh, no, absolutely not. <laughs> I don't, don't do that. Right. I can't that's even funny. like you saying 10% is insane. That's actual insanity to me, bro. I'm sorry. That's just insanity. Like, that's like me. Going- do you even value like, Value what? <laughs> value what? Do you even value your own mental health or the outcome of the situation if you're okay. betting on 10%? percent i am glad you said that, Sean, because sometimes you have to gamble with the one percent yes. because the stakes are your mental health or your happiness, bro. Yeah, my mental like health. Like you're gonna say, I'm gonna sit here and in the suck because I don't have seventy five percent. Like I would rather I would rather try and, I mean, you're just going to end up right back where you are if it doesn't work. Mm, you're going to end up worse. No. No. Hey, you're actually going to end up better. Ending up worse because is still a difference. You're going you're gonna to start over with experience. Yes. And that's where the yes. no regrets. That's where the learning lesson. I've tried. I tried for 10%. I lost. Well, guess what? Not trying that method again. Let me start over with a little bit more knowledge and experience. At least, because if you take a gamble on that 10% risk and you do fail, well, now you know what fails. You don't know if any of the other avenues that you have to explore are actually going to fail. Right. Trying to get to the key to get to that 10% win factor, 
that there's a lot of growth that can happen in there. A lot. And mm-hmm. and and the biggest growth is the stuff that you really don't expect, in my opinion. So the one avenue that, okay, that didn't work. I mean, how much more information did you get? But, you know, the other avenues kind of have this related to this avenue. So those automatically go down to the bottom of the list. Yep. Like you've you've filtered things that are related to the failure that, okay, that situation, that person, whatever it may be, what variable it may be, that, that I'm going to group that with the failure of the first iteration. So let me try again. So just a crazy way to think about it to me. I know. That's the way, that's the way that people who have made things happen in the past have taken the biggest risk. The, the biggest changes we've had, they've taken the biggest risk. I mean, it, it, it's always celebrated, you know, so-and-so came out with this. And, I mean, they don't never talk about how many times it failed. Yeah. The the heartaches that, that yeah. they went through, the, the money invested, the them probably telling themselves, man, you don't know what you're talking about. You're stupid. Like, it's just doing something, man. I think, and and then I'm trying to bring this back to happiness. Part of my happiness is just doing something about it. Yeah. Some people say it's a destination or it's the journey, not the destination. Like the fact that you're just See, working towards it. You're like, oh, I'm doing something. You know what I mean? Then you get there. And you're like, okay, this is great. And you self-reflect and you enjoy the moment. And then you're like, okay, well, I know I'm not happy here sitting, just sitting here. Even though this is great, I got to be doing something. So then you start working on the next thing you want to work on. And then you get to the point where just working on something makes you happy. And just the fact of working on something, it puts out the boredom and the rattle around in your own thoughts and the maybe I should do this, maybe I should do this. Like it just working on something instantly lifts a weight off of you mentally because you feel like you're working on something. Yeah, you're doing something about it. You're actively trying to do something yeah. about it. Yeah. And and you it's gonna hit regardless of how many times it fails, it's gonna hit. You just have to do it. You'll never, you'll never hit if you never, if you, if you never try. Yeah, that that's the mindset I have. Yeah, like a million possibilities. I don't yeah. know. And I know when Sean said, "What, what if uh, doesn't that take a toll on your mental health?" Yeah. It definitely does. But it's like I rather something happen than nothing. Like exactly what you said. If it bad happens, it happens. Yeah, what happens you know, happens because it's bad already. I know that that's the scary part because you're like. Okay, my something bad might happen this time again. Do I want to? Do I want to take that step into trying to redo what I've already done to get a different outcome? Man, it, it, all right. To me, it's like we get in the car and we crank it on, and we're like, "Oh goodness, I gotta get on I ten." And people drive 70, 80, 90 miles an hour. Something bad might happen. Then I have to change. I have to get on the interstate and change lanes. Something bad might happen. And statistics say that. Somebody runs a stop sign every five seconds in the United States, and there's a car, a vehicle-related death every 30 minutes in the United States. Like, oh, something may happen. But I got to go to the store because I don't have anything to eat in the house. Well, 
because of these bad statistics and the risk, I'm just going to stay at home and not mm, go out. I don't know Starve. if that's an equivalent. I don't it's that. not an equivalent, but it's like, it's it's about a perspective. Like, take the big risk, man. I don't know. And and the thing with you guys who are taking risk, man, y'all can take more risk than me and Sean here could ever took. I'm on yeah. We we didn't have the fallback of someone to talk to, right? Even someone financially. I'm not go around and I'm not saying go around and start selling snake oil, but you know what Please I'm saying. <laughs> Never heard that term before. <laughs> it's like you know, it's like a fake, like a something fake. Like I don't know, I don't know, Stu- something stupid like the ni- 1999 commercials. But wait, there's more. You know, like one of those type of products, like, like you guys can take the biggest risk and your probability of it's going to work or not. I think with the backing, with the type of adult group that you have around you, probability is like really close to a hundred percent. That's definitely, I I mean, that's definitely why. Yeah. Like, like, and whether that's something you want to venture into financially, um, if it has to do with like relationships or anything. Bro, we're not going to let y'all fail. Not just flat, fall flat on your face. I mean, we're going to let you learn, but yep. we're not going to let you fail and then sit down there. You won't? You won't? No. You're going to scab your knee. You're going to cry a little bit, and we're going to let you cry a little bit, but you're not going to get where we ever were. No. Because you talk about being in a bad spot. Yeah. Bro, we were in some bad spots. Is it Pine Hills? Yeah. Is that what you said? I mean, it just... I've heard all the stories. I mean, you know, there's, there there's times where when I was homeless, I was sleeping on your couch for a little while back when you were over one of the apartments. I remember that. Damn. I don't remember yeah. that. Yeah. I remember. I, I want to say it was like over the period of like maybe three or four weeks. I was straight up homeless, living out of my car. You, you opened up your couch to me for like a week or something like that. Wow. Forever grateful about that. Dang, bro. Yeah. Well, it wasn't just my place. I mean, it was. Wasn't yours, Gerald's, and might have been. And I mean, and yeah, it, it was, was UG and CP. Yeah, and it was like one of one of somebody left, and everybody's homeless. <laughs> <laughs> like it was a group effort, and wow. I know that's one thing. That's why I have such a positive mindset, and I like I'm really grateful that I have what I have because I know y'all have had it worse. Someone always has it worse. I like, um, my parents are split, but they found a way to make it work, like a really good way to make it work. We share holidays and all that. And I'm so grateful for that because I have friends whose parents aren't together and the parents don't think of the children's interest or give into the children's interest as much as I wish they did for, because if I have my friends, I value them and I want the best for them. Mm -hmm. So when I hear that they're in the same situation, just not the same conditions that I'm in. Mm -hmm. I hate it. I, I truly do. Um, so like for any time I'm spending time with any of the, any of our group, I'm just happy for anything. Like, and especially when we get the even good stuff, when we went to, what's it called? I remember that one trip we went to, was it Florida? Whenever we did the Build-A-Bear thing. Like, <laughs> that was a while back. That man. was a that really was Orange long Beach. Time. Orange Beach. Yeah. Whenever we all went together, like doing stuff like that, 
looking back on it, I'm so happy we had those moments like that. I might have been mad because dad wouldn't buy me a build a bear that I wouldn't use. <laughs> or, yeah, I I was salty about that for a really long time. And I still mess with yeah. it. Sounds like still are. <laughs> Did you take it out on your friends with anger and bullying? Uh, I don't think so. Sean was happy doing that whole thing, though. Sean was really positive. Don't remember, honestly. Um, but yeah, like I'm like super grateful for like everything that y'all have uh, blessed us with, like everything, and from both sides of my family and whatnot. It's cool, and man. I feel like it's a waste to um, be negative about it. Like I know. We're still allowed to have our feelings, obviously, but it's yeah. like, why be like, uh, I can still hang out with my friends, but I can't go to the mall on Saturday or something like that. Negative like, feelings right? take too much energy, bro. They do. And then once yeah. you're in that, I feel like some people think it's too much effort to get out of that negative, even though it's just, it's like 10 minutes of out of your comfort zone for an hour of, hey, this is really fun. And whatnot. So physically, you're in that bad zone. What do you do physically? What do you mean? Is there anything you do physically? You're in a feeling bad. Uh, music. Mentally. Yeah, well, that's not like physically. Wait, what do you like? Do you physically do anything because when you're in the ba- when you're when you're upset or you're hurt, it's in your mind, and you know it. it talking it, like, talking through this, it, it seems like it's. You, you you recognize it and it turns into this self mind battle of how do I get out of mind like For me, like it's not like how we get li- out like of out it. of your mind not not mentally physically do you guys do anything like hit stuff and whatnot like whatever what whatever um what do you do to get your mind off things that isn't I surround myself with people that have worse problems than I do <laughs> that's a crazy way to think about it. you know i actually feel that though like i surround myself with people that i'm like i can help them with their problems and help right. them makes me feel better about Bro. myself even though none of my problems are being fixed i've never heard it described like that before and i get it i do the same exact thing i get okay. exactly what you're saying all right yeah. does that does that help you man no Sean? It helps me momentarily. No, it doesn't help me. It helps me momentarily, yeah. So so you do it moment for the momentarily momentary relief of okay, it's not as bad as them. Yeah, it's that it's not as bad as them and I'm useful. It's like, oh, I'm helping mm. them in this situation. Being because useful. Yeah, that's feeling, a big one. Okay. Yeah. You know how you said feeling accomplished like you're doing something? I'm not doing something by myself. By the end of the day, that's why I'm scared of being alone. It's because I get alone in my head. I hate that. Mm. But it's like, okay, I'm helping my friends with this. But now I got to go back home, sit in my own silence. Yeah. yeah. And then you start thinking about your situation. It brings you down even worse. And so you're like, uh, for me, I'm usually calling someone, like on the phone with someone, just talking to a friend. Because why not? Talking to them about anything, you're just BSing. Mm. And that helps me because I don't have to think about my own situation. But even then, they sometimes give me those little pieces of advice where I won't listen to it in the moment. But then it'll come a time where I'm alone again, and I'm like, maybe this is the time I really think about what they said and take it into consideration. Okay. That's that hard. Those are the hardest parts, because mental states are rough. Yes, they are. Mine haven't been the best recently, but I'm still working on it. Yeah. I think what I said about being useful, do you feel that, Dresden? Um, or is it really just I'm not, it's not as bad as or mine isn't as bad as theirs 
I never want to think that mine isn't as bad as theirs. I I hate that standpoint. Yeah, I hate being that useful, too. being able to help my friends and seeing them better themselves mean a lot to me because the relationships I, the relationships I build with people are more oh like are one of my highest valued things. And okay. so that's why I'm scared of like when uh Whitney told me she's like people leave. Hate to say it, but people do leave and I'm scared mm-hmm. of people leaving. I'm scared of situations changing. But it's you just gotta, how you, you gotta get to them. you gotta get to the point you can hold the door open for them. See you later. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to battle that in my mind when it comes to moving on and whatnot, when the right what's the right thing to do. But I feel like what the right thing to do is objective and subjective uh, is rough. Yeah. When you guys talk about you're in a bad spot and you go put yourself around other people who are in a bad spot or worse spot and you help them and you feel like you're useful. Do you, do you think of a way where you can take that? Because in the moment you feel useful. So essentially you're complimenting yourself mm. you're th- to a degree. You're thinking highly of yourself or you're finding the good in yourself at the moment. Right. Is there a way that you guys think you can take that and translate it? to okay i was in a bad spot now i'm in a better spot apply it to instead of going back saying okay well now i gotta go back home and be alone in my own head like can you take what you did bring it back home and say okay it's better yeah i can do that uh like you mean like practice the thing you teach not exactly that but it's more like you help somebody and therefore i help somebody I feel better about what I'm capable of. So I go back home feeling better. As in like I just help somebody. I feel confident in my abilities, but I think there's a disconnect for me helping people and me knowing that I help people because I love that I'm helping them. But when it comes back to my own situation, for some reason I think we're like worlds apart in that sense. Hmm. And it's hard to get out of that mindset, but... It's easier to distract myself and shove it somewhere else. But when it resurfaces, it's rough. But yeah, I get that. I think the worst I've ever been is when I didn't feel useful. I was like, do you get called therapist by your friends? I feel like a lot of people do that. A lot of people do that to me. I don't like having friends that will use the term, like, you call me a therapist Cause I'd rather be a friend than a therapist. Same. Like, yes, I'm happy I helped you, but I want to know that I helped you, and you're gonna call me again because you just want to be friend. You just want to talk. We want to chill. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to like. I'll accept being called to be a therapist because it's keeping me distracted from my own problems. Exactly. But it's never. I don't enjoy it as much as, like, let's say. Like Gavin, Gavin called me and was like telling me about his problems, but that's the only time we call. So yeah, I'm glad I, I'm helping you, but I also want to like be friends with you, bro. I'm not mm. saying that's hap- that happens, but I'm not super close to Gavin, but I'm not like super distant from him. Yeah, I know what's going on. Um, he's cool. I enjoy spending time with Gavin. So what should I do? Any, uh, kill Michonne. Yeah, I get that. I get that exact way. But yeah, helping people is definitely a distraction. 
and then I've gotten cold therapist a lot. I don't I like as my friends, of course, and they're of course my friends too. But like, do you have a disdain for the term therapist? What's disdain mean? You don't like being called it, like at all. I don't mind, but the it plays a difference between friends and school friends. Yeah, that's true. And which I have a very distinct. I have I split my friend groups, family groups up. There I have school friends, family friends, like best friends, and then my mom doesn't a hundred percent agree with me on this or like it. But it's just the way I've seen things because I don't know. I've just told my mind to see things like yeah, this. that's how I see things um, too. I see like I have my dad's and a mom's side. I usually don't mix because it almost seems like sometimes it only mixes when it's. What's the word? Mixes when it benefits someone. You know what I mean? Mm. I, I don't, I don't want to go too far into that because I don't want it to sound like I'm targeting someone. Or I don't want it to sound some way I'm not trying to make it sound. But that's, that's kind of how I feel. I feel like, it's only, like sometimes it only works whenever someone's benefiting off of it. And I don't like to mix because I hate awkward positions. I hate animosity between people and whatnot because I'm happy with the way things are now. But... That's just me. Yeah, I get that. Mixing friends, in in my experience, has always been tough to do. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's not just where you guys are at currently. Like, yeah, that that's that's always a tough thing because you don't know how certain people are going to click with other people. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Hmm. But. <sighs> yeah, that's like a whole thing. So with like mixing people. I did want to ask about dealing with people. Like, what is y'all's? How did? How? Like, in got work? some gasoline and a match uh, yeah. on you. Let me show you how that works. <laughs> <laughs> like, I um, don't deal. It's either you're in or you're out. Really, there just, is no dealing. If you don't, if you don't yeah. feel like dealing with them, you just take them out of your life. Yeah. What if it's someone that is so intertwined that you really, you really can't? It's like. If you deal with them, you have a chance of losing a lot. But if you don't deal with them, you're just going to keep up all that pent-up stress. And it's just going to get worse for you. And it it might end worse than it did if you didn't take the other path. Man, I'm going to tell you what's wrong or something wrong. That's funny you learn from you, bro. (laughs) Say how you feel, bro. I'm, I'm struggling right now. With the situation I'm in. There's and you can hurt some people's feelings, man. It's yeah. just the way it goes. I know. But it's like, hey man, what you did was messed up. I don't roll like that. If you want to talk about it, cool. But I think it was messed up, man. And if that's how you're gonna roll, bro, I don't roll like that. It's hard to do that whenever people you're dealing with might have a way higher more authority than you. Um, what can you do? And then you deal. But I haven't been able to differentiate how much is too much, how much I can do based off how much I can't do, um, how much respect can I put out without it being disrespectful. And I feel like too much respect can be disrespectful in some situations. Like sarcasm? Maybe. What do you mean? I mean, okay, so if I'm following the rules and being respectful, if I push that out too much, I feel like I can come off disrespectful when it's not going... The way that the other person might think so. I I can't 
explain it because I don't want a name driver. But really you tried. But, 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 but you tried, right? That's what matters is you tried. Yeah. And that's it. Okay. I, I think it's it's more or less you're trying to stand your ground while being respectful. Like that's the that's the first part, right? And then with you standing your ground while trial while still trying to show that person respect, you might feel like you get to a point by you standing your ground on something becomes disrespectful because that other person that you're opposing is starting to toss some resentments your way because you're standing your ground, even though you're being super respectful about it and you're doing everything, you're saying all the right words, but you're not budging from your spot and it's creating a problem for the other person. Yeah. That's, that's exactly what I mean. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like too much respect can be disrespectful. And that's I don't think it. it's not, but I think that's just your perception of it. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like you got to know how to stand on what you're saying, but at the same time, no one to cave. And no, it's just like you're not going to win. I know mm. with the situation I'm in, um, I've caved too many times and I'm tired of being a pushover. Let's, let's take a step back. No one to cave. I don't like that term. I No one to back off. No one to say, hey, I understand that our, our interaction is not productive anymore and you feel strongly and I just want to have a conversation about it. So I digress. So you don't like, you don't like the word it. I'm caving. No, I don't think we should cave to anything. So with what what you're saying, um, what happens when that person doesn't change? How do you deal with it personally if you're still stuck in the same situation? Drop it. How do? You, well, how about so how about trying to get to a compromising point? It's not necessarily caving; it's a compromise because both parties would have to give something up. Is that a possibility? You're going to have to give a little bit on something. That other person's going to have to give a, give a little bit on something. To be fair, this is the way that most of how life interactions end up going. I know. And All I, of I them. That's yeah. And if, <laughs> and if one party doesn't want to make a compromise, then it's over. It's just it. That, that's what I'm scared yeah. about. I'm scared I do. Look, I hate ultimatums, but it just got to be like that sometimes. I'm scared of ultimatums for the fact that um, I can I can make them all day long, but what if they don't follow along with it or they cross something? If they're in such a like a different perspective of, of authority, what can I do? And I I don't want to just step out because if this is a situation that means a lot to me, that has an impact on my future, I don't know when's enough enough or when I'm not doing enough, and it's a constant battle in my head of what to do and how to do it. Especially whenever um, the situation specifically, it is affecting some of my friends that have worked harder in this goal than I have, and I'm it, and I'd rather be be pushed around than they get pushed around. Like I'll fight you, for them. Are you speaking from the perspective of talking to higher ups or talking to other peers about issues? Talking <sighs> to people in a position of authority over you. Yeah, like. Mm. I'm I know I'm going through a lot in the thing I'm in right now and uh trying to voice how I feel voice everything it just it's too much I think you should find whoever you're 
wanting to talk to, find someone that you can talk to that's on the same level as them and talk it out or seek advice or seek guidance. See, that's that's that. I mean, that in in a professional setting, that's what I have to learn how to do is I want to talk to this manager or something about something, but I can't, or I'm going to say I can't because I don't like the word can't either. Um, I'm cautious or I'm scared to. So I go talk to someone else who's on the same level. I'm like, hey, I have this problem and this is what I propose. How do I make this where it's beneficial for everybody? Um, but don't let it rattle around your own head. I've let that. That's the thing. I've let it rattle around in my head for over a year now. Mm. And I've hit a point, I think. Make a choice. I've hit a, like, I don't, I, at this point, I don't care what happens because um, these past few months have been a lot in my brain. Mm-hmm. It's like, we just doing whatever at this point. If something happens, something happens. But I don't, I don't necessarily want that if something happens, something happens right now because I feel like I regret it later. And I don't want to regret it. I want to see it as a learning experience. But I don't want it to stop what could be a benefit of my future. Mm, yeah I think if I was in whatever position you're talking about this is where like this is where I cave guys <laughs> I can't argue with a higher position of power it just is what it is yeah and whenever I talk to them it's like you ever be called to the office you didn't do anything wrong but you're like oh what did I do this time have you ever, have you ever been called to the office and been like had the, over nothing uh no you just you're in class randomly mm-hmm. and then you get a uh, your teacher's are like, hey, the office wants you. Or mm-hmm. you have to go see, like, the assistant principal. Yeah, like, the counselor or something, something. Oh, for, I'm saying assistant principal right now. Well, okay, yeah. Have you ever had that, like, adrenaline rush where you're like, I don't know what I did, and is this something that can, like, affect me? Nah, because I know I didn't do anything. See, I know oh, I that's didn't. that's nice. Yeah, I don't know what that feels like. No. <laughs> <laughs> like I know I didn't. I'm patting myself down. I'm <laughs> smelling my book bag. I'm like, oh. That's like us as grown-ups, you know, anytime we're driving on the road and you see them blue lights lit up behind yeah. you, you get that initial adrenaline surge. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you're the one being pulled over or not. It's just a sudden shock and boom. Yeah. Heart rate goes up. Palms get a little sweaty. Yeah. Is no, because if I'm not doing anything or I didn't do anything, then why would I be worried? True. I haven't, like, it's a good problem to have. Or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know my situation. I don't know if I've ha- if I've done something, and I don't know what like how to see things. Like this situation has been something I've pushed off for so long. I don't know how to see it from a third person perspective the way I need to because I'm I'm not sure. I know what I want. I don't know if it's what I need. I don't know if what I need is something I want. Mm, I get what you're saying. That's you got a lot of searching to do, Drez, digging. What you do is you, you, first thing is you pick your shovel, <laughs> make a choice, and start digging, bro. Yeah. I think that's what I've started doing. Um, but it sucks when the thing I'm facing, it doesn't, like, doesn't listen to a word I say. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm not going to stop, and I'm going to keep going. But if I keep going, it might jeopardize everything. 
because this thing is like a bomb. Almost. Yeah, you're a gambler, though. I know I am. Yeah. Yeah. You got it. I couldn't gamble. Yeah, don't bring me. I'm not trying to get a casino on a motor. I don't want a gambling addiction. (laughs) But I've, with what you're dealing with, I would like. I don't know. I mean, I feel like I feel like I would. I feel like I would cave. Yeah, like at this point, that's like a bad word, bro. That is what it is, though. It's caving. It's like there's nothing I can do anymore. Yeah, but it's not caving. You can accept you can accept the way something is and walk away from it. That's not. But caving. you don't want it to go that way, so it's caving. I don't want it to go that way. I don't want to where I don't want it to get to the point where I just accept that someone's going to be the way they are. The situation is what it is, and I walk away from it. You don't want that. Well, okay. Well, Dresden, you're talking about from perspective. If you're having a debate with someone, you obviously want to do something, right? Yeah, I want something out of this. Right. But mm, it don't have okay. to be like that every time. So with me arguing with who I'm arguing with, I there's something I want out of it. But the bad thing is when I'm arguing, I get so caught up in the argument. By the end of it, and there if they ever hit me with a okay, what do you want? I'll be like, uh, uh I haven't, I yeah. have, but I forgot. You got to stay objective on on, on things like that. If you're going to get into an argument, yeah, like I I understand because your emotions kind of take over and and you're kind of on autopilot in that argument, right? But yeah, you you definitely got to stay objective whenever you get into that situation, especially with the person that you're dealing with. Yeah, and I don't know, especially when experience comes into play. Let's say they have years upon years upon years over you. And it's like, how important am I in this moment? You could change the game, Doug. I don't know. People with years of experience. Man, if somebody told me, man, I've been working with, I don't know why I'm trying to generalize it. In the story, I have years and years of experience, and I know what I stand on, and I know I'm a subject matter expert in something. I says, you just had years of bad experience, Doug. I've had years and years of Working at McDonald's, I can cook Thanksgiving dinner. You can you can take something that's raw and make it cook, but you don't have the experience that we're talking about right here. You know what I'm right, saying? Like, right. like, uh, don't let someone who uses I've done this for so long or have experience with it so long that I'm not willing to look at something from a new perspective. I'm not looking at, I'm not willing to look at something through the eyes of other people. That's closed mindedness. That blinds you from new possibilities. I know. I'm, so if you feel like something's right and you want to speak on it, try to have a conversation with it, with them on it. You know, not necessarily an argument. And I know you guys are saying argument. It, like, it like let's take the word argument because how. Turn it into a debate, bro. Uh, because an argument, a argument means emotions. Mm-hmm. A debate means fact and data. Objective. Right, objective. Yeah. So debate. And then one of the options is we're not going to end up on the same page. I'm not going to, you're definitely not going to change how they think or feel. I mean, you might, but it's ultimately up to them to change how they think or feel. So your option is I probably will walk away from this. And 
We might be more disagreeable when we, when I walk away from this. Yeah. But that's an option. And at that point, at that crossroads, very back to the beginning, are you choosing happiness or are you choosing not to? It's like, I choose to be happy because I know what I stand on. I know what my morals and beliefs are. If they don't understand it, they don't understand it. I'm going to be content in the moment and accept it for what it is. Or you'd be upset. I didn't win. Dang, they're just crazy. They keep doing that. Dang, this just sucks. And then go sit in your own head. It's just a way of thinking about things. Can you accept that something sucks and not sit in your own head, though? Oh, yeah. Well, that's a maturity thing. Yeah. Yep. I, like, yeah. Yep. That's But that's like the definition of it is what it is, right? Is like. It's just, it is what it is. Yeah. Sometimes it is what it is. Like there's no getting yeah, around. Yeah, there is no. Yeah, that's how I feel. Is it is what it is. I but I can literally physically can't see myself arguing with a position of power like in my life ever. It's not an argument. It's well, a debate. Describing it as an argument. So and 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 this, you, and your your most meaningful debates are going to be someone that is equal but equal mostly higher than you. I know that those are going to be your most impactful, biggest win debates is someone that someone you feel like that you're stepping up to. I know I've struggled insanely because when we're debating, they use um, words that are excessive. Big words. Trying to make themselves sound smart. Um, They're exaggerating. Yeah. Yeah. Call it out, bro. Let's say, um, say, hey, man, you're using two big words, man. Like, hey, it's not, it's not big words. It's, um, like very, <laughs> how, how would you describe it? Like, not derogatory, but explosive words, if that makes sense. Words that, like, exaggerate. words that sound way worse than what it actually is. Yeah, let's say, um, they're exaggerating. Let's say I take a pen apart. Okay. All the pieces are lined up. I still put it back together. No problem. And you're like, okay, I just took it apart. They'll come up and be like, you destroyed that pen. You tore it apart. You know what I mean? Like those types of words. Yeah. They do that a lot to uh, paint you in a negative light. In a negative light and overpower what you're trying to say. Uh Me being me, I hate being painted as something I'm not or what I did as something I didn't do. And um, it is hard for me to stay in an objective debate without making an argument because... Um, my emotions will overpower because I haven't fully mastered that self-control aspect of, yes, I know you feel that I tore this apart, but I feel like I didn't. And the, I don't, like, I don't even know how to go from that because I, I just don't understand. You know what I mean? You don't understand what? I don't understand how to even begin countering that and show that you're over-exaggerating. Say what's on your mind. What's on my mind is too much emotional stuff at that. Say what's on your mind. Hmm. And the more you do it, the more you fail, and the more you mess up, the better you'll get. Don't let it jumble around in here. That's true. Are you operating off you can only mess up so many times? No, I think you can mess up multiple times. You can mess up forever. If you mess up without changing each time you mess up, that's where that comes in because boom, I I messed up a lot, but I rather mess up with change rather than mess up doing the same thing over and over again. That's why like I believe in change and I'm trying to work okay. for myself. That 
regard because I've I have messed up a few times in this past year heavily, but not in a sense where I saw it as a mess up or I saw it as bad as it seemed because I was thinking about the outcome rather than in the moment. You know what I mean? Got you. And so that's a a different situation. But I'm trying to change without messing up. And if I do mess up, it's because I did something different. That's good, man. The simple is, you you say I destroyed this pen, but I simply took it apart. Yeah. You got to check people in conversations. Because if you let them slide with that, you're just like, oh, you got me on that one. Like, they're already loading up the next one on you. It's like, I'm not trying to follow along with that. And that's why you you call call it, call it out. I've said, I'm like, the. Hey, man, I'm in robotics, bro. I've taken stuff. I've quote unquote destroyed stuff and put it back together way more complicated than this. Like, (laughs) swing it around a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Crazy. I mean, like, bro, like, like. Yeah. Speak your mind, you know? uh, Tore apart and take apart. They can mean a similar thing. I just, there's so much more. They have a different connotation, like a negative connotation than like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. that's what I hate about words. Like, just be objective. Just say what it is instead of. Yeah, you can have people play words all the time. I don't. You know, the biggest thing we have words and I know Sean, we're in this group text. And people are saying just little key words. Maybe we should. I think. I don't. Simple words, bro. Like, ah. Oh, it's like, you didn't have to fuck. make that comment. <laughs> what, like, maybe we should just do our own thing. Is that like yeah, reading? Well, I thought. Isn't that reading into words too much, though? I mean, man. That's it, all you it's can human. do. It's we humans, dog. But that's, yeah, that's why it's over time. That's why you shouldn't have conversations. That's like why that I feel like exactly. Yeah. exactly. I feel like yeah. life's simple. We make it way harder than it needs to be. For exactly. Yeah, that's what we, we as humans do, though. We make everything harder than it needs to be. Mm-hmm. Why do we want so much out of life whenever it's just, let's just chill out and be happy? It like, ain't never it ain't like that, man. Maybe one point we thought it was like that, but it ain't like that. Yeah, it ain't like that no more. Well, we're at, we're at two hours, so was, and I think we left a lot on the table. Yeah, we did. Talk Bro, about. like, literally, so much. Squirrel, we talked in a while. squirrel, we ran off. <laughs> squirrel. Yeah, basically. I was on. That was a good subject. Yeah, it was or, really or, good. Or, or, or a bunch of subjects. Or what are you gonna say, Sean? Uh, nothing, nothing. I can't. No. Dres, what you got? What? We're good. Oh yeah, I did want to ask one thing though. Y'all use Spotify? Are y'all? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Is that your like main tw- uh, source of music? For my cooked. I use Apple Music, guys. Okay. <laughs> so, Spotify. Everyone rap. hates me. Spotify Wrapped. Have, have you seen your Spotify Wrapped? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Who are your, like, top artists? Listen, uh, most, uh, how many minutes you listen, like, top songs? Man. Let me look at my, you're setting me my up Apple to get Music cooked. guy. You're, you're setting me up to get cooked. I might get cooked, too, because y'all can hear yeah. my minutes listen and be like, you're insane. Bro, I'm about to get cooked, too. What are you about? You're setting me up so you can see how narrow my listening path is let's see dun, 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 dun. yeah his is super narrow i know it's, i've listened to 138 different genres this year 
Bro, Apple doesn't give you genre count. I hate it. Okay, I listen to 1,122 artists. Oh, wait, you're going through it right now? Uh, yeah. Pull up mine. Top album is Superhero, uh, Superhero, Heroes and Villains by Metro. Mm-hmm. Um, number one artist is Future. Two, Metro Boomin. Three, Young Thug. Four, Travis Scott. So you listen to- 521 Savage. You listen to a lot of rap. Straight rap, man. Bro, that is not rap. Rapping podcast. That's trap. That's yeah, trap. It's trap music. Um, favorite podcast is This Past Weekend with Theo Vaughn. With 3,482 minutes. Top 5%. Let me see if I can find my... I know I... Um, yep. Stats. It. I don't listen to much podcasts at all. Um, I listen to like the YouTubers I watch. They do a podcast. And when I was doing a lot of uh, lawn care and stuff like that, I listened mm-hmm. to podcasts during that because... I for a while listened to music, but when I listened to the songs, they brought back the feelings of when I was working in the long hair, and I was just like, "Nah, I don't. I want to hear these songs and like these songs for the song, not for the that memory it's tied to and negative feeling of slaving away <laughs> on the grass." <laughs> yeah, I listened to like uh, three thousand two hundred thirteen artists this year. Dang, yeah, that's crazy. One hundred thirty-eight genres in one hundred four thousand seven hundred twenty minutes. 104,000? That's 72 days. Three, how many genres? Uh, genres, 138. Ah, there even 138 genres. Yeah, I don't even know there's that I mean, many. I know there's a bunch of subgenres, but I think that's what it's talking about. Like, subgenres. It's gotta be. Because yeah. I, I have a very wide music taste. I like all types of music. Like, my top artists were... Give yeah, me your top five artists. Joji. Okay. I was in point, like, 0.05%. I have, like, 3,000 minutes just in him. All right. Um, Metro Boomin. Uh, David, Tyler Creator, and Daniel Caesar. Wow, okay. So I have, I don't know what Joji is at all. I don't know what kind of music he makes. Um, but then Metro Al- Boomin. Joji's like, Joji's like alternative R&B. Okay. I had to say. And then Tyler the Creator, he's rap, but he has some R&B hits. Um, Daniel Caesar, he's R&B and indie. David is definitely indie. That new, The new newer mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. And then Metro Boomin, I listen to all kinds of stuff from him. Mm-hmm. Um, and Joji. It's cool. My top genre was rap, though. So Yeah, my top genres were hip-hop, rap, hardcore rap, Dirty South, and contemporary R&B. Yeah, I know music's my, like, my life. Yeah, That's, music's my life, too. It's the only thing keeping me out of going all the way down. Like, I have the my daily mixes. I go through them based off the mood I'm feeling that day. If I'm feeling in a negative mood, I'll listen to like negative music and slowly when I start relaxing with that, I'll switch to positive and it'll build up my mood. Um mm. or if I'm feeling happy, I'll just play more positive stuff to keep me in that, that groove. Or just whatever music really helps me in that moment. What about you, Dad? Uh let's see what's Spotify saying here. I've got eight hundred and seventy seven songs, pretty low. Um Hugo was my top artist. Specifically, his track "Bread and Butter," and let's see, six hundred forty-eight artists this year. Hmm. Yeah, how many songs, Dresden? I've listened to six thousand five hundred sixty-five songs. Mine is two thousand five hundred sixty-two. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely do more podcasts than I do music. JRE was my top one with 4,108 minutes on it. Wow. 
I and I split my podcast time between YouTube and Spotify. So if it was actually calculating all the YouTube stuff too, oh my gosh, there's no telling. Yeah. <laughs> no telling. I know I slip in. Uh, I put my hair down during school so I can keep an earbud in. And I'm always using earbuds to like help me focus on my work and whatnot. And they have heavily, heavily banned it at school. And I find it that's so a, That's a good one. Um, let me make that note. Um, a future podcast would be listening to music while learning. I know. This I, is something I tell Sean. Sean's in there. got oh, both earbuds in and he's stressing out about his homework. And I'm like, how can you give 100% mental capacity to the work if you're, if even there's a 10% of listening to the music? Like when I come in here and do my work, the music has to go off. Because I can't associate the music with everything that I do. There has to be times where I'm working on this and I'm so laser focused on it that the music, will, I'll do the music later. I'll make the music part of my relax mm-hmm. period versus the work. And sometimes I'll listen to music podcasts while I'm working, but if it gets down and heavy, I have to turn it off. I know, um, I don't know if it was a study, but I saw something. Uh, you know how you tie memories to music? Mm-hmm. Um, I'll listen to a select amount of songs for let's say topic nine in my algebra two class. We were go we were going over like conic sections, which are like circles, ellipses, that kind of stuff. Um, and I was confused on some of it, but I would learn it as I'm listening to those select few songs. So when the test comes. Obviously, wear my hair down and put the earbuds in. I'll tie back memories of what I learned uh, to those songs while I'm working. So while I'm working, if I forget, hey, this is asking, what is this angle or something like that? I'm like, okay, to mm-hmm. find that out, forget, a song will pop on. That's oh, crazy. I'll remember. I can't do that. And That's so, like... That's some anime type stuff where I can't do that. That's not a skill I possess <laughs> That either. is crazy. Yeah, I can tie it with music, and um, it helps me remember things. And I know lo-fi. I love lo-fi. It, it really, just the beats, not having to worry about the words, helped me a lot. Number one, with trying to make beats, understand how they work. Mm-hmm. And, like, having just that background noise. Because... If I have ba- I can't sit in complete silence. I'm state test, big test, um, whatnot. I can't. Okay. I struggle so much sitting there. Make a note with that. Complete silence. I make yeah. like I just I sit there and I'm like I can't think. There's too like there's not enough going on in the background. And I might have messed like destroyed my mind with the I can't be in silence because there's there's so much room for if that makes sense when i'm playing music it takes away other stuff around me like if i'm doing a test if i have a pencil drop i lose my train of thought mm. like, oh so you're better with a Ooh. singular distraction than Ooh. having to do no, it i actually multiple. feel that yeah it's like okay um what are the possibilities to x if so and so so and so so and so and i'm like okay that works like that. That works like that. I hear a pen drop, pencil drop. Was that a pencil or a pen? Where, who who dropped that? I actually Squirrel feel moment. that. I yeah, feel it's like, that. Who, who dropped that? Where in the class was that? Um, how'd they drop it? Um, 
Why did they drop Why it? Why did they drop it? <laughs> it's like a whole bunch of thoughts rushing my mind, and I can't, I can't do that. Too much goes in my mind. Um, so would you rather work in a rowdy classroom than in a, in a really quiet classroom? It, that's how I am. I'd rather work in a rowdy classroom than a, a really quiet one. It depends what's going on. If it's something that sparks my interest, my mind gets taken to it. But I feel I. That's why I need music because that's a singular something happening. When there's multiple conversations, my mind's like, "Oh, what are they talking about?" I'm nosy. I'm very nosy. It's like, what are they talking about? What are they talking about? And I'm like, "Oh, I don't really care about listening." Um, I don't. It's just all white noise to me, like a rowdy classroom. See, I try to tuning people out. That's never been as cool I can. Um, I'll listen and not hear them. That makes sense. I get that. Um, so it works better for you if it's a rowdy classroom because you're better at tuning it out. Yeah. It's like, okay. I don't know how to explain it. My brain just like tunes in more to focus what I'm trying to do. than if I was in a quiet classroom, my brain is just so more open to small things. Oh, okay. Like, it leaves, like me it working room to hear. Yeah. Me working without music, bro, it's not going to get finished if it's I'm like, not listening to music. If I'm at home doing homework, um, I'll be doing some, I hear a knock at the door. I'm like, oh, who was that? I'm literally like a dog. <laughs> like, if I hear a knock at the door, oh my gosh, who's that? And I'll be like, should I go in there and check? No, I have work to do. Then he walks in doing something. Oh, what are you doing? And I turn around. I'm like, no, I got to get this work done. Yeah. Um, Or I'll be like, oh man, I'm tired. My bed's right beside me. I'm like, I could hop in bed right now. I gotta get my work done. Um, It's just those little things. I can take a 30-minute assignment and stretch to four hours just because I can't focus. Yeah. It's situational for me. It depends on what I'm doing. And when it comes to like, writing and like in certain subjects i have to listen to a certain set of music for uh for let's say english if i'm ever listening music it is definitely only beats because i'm when i'm thinking about words i don't want to hear words yeah that makes sense sense. um whenever i'm in math i'll usually put on like r&b and stuff any kind of that or indie okay and it's just calmer stuff and what I'm doing, uh, to just focus more for, do I have a science class? I do have a science class. For science, I, there's not much effort that needs to go in, so I can listen to more, like, rap and stuff and enjoy those lyrics because all of it isn't, like, I'm having to think. It's like, oh, textbook says this? Okay, textbook answer. It's not something I have to, like, go in depth about. Not a whole lot of figuring there for you to do. Yeah. Um... So yeah, that's basically it for me. What about you, Sean? Does music help more, or does it more like white noise help? Music helps a lot more, a thousand percent more. With lyrics, or do you focus better with instrumentals? Because I know I can. I've heard you like you're playing video games, you're talking, but then you get in that groove and singing a song, and you don't hear anybody else. You get so zoned in. It's insane. Yeah, um, I. It doesn't matter. Lyrics or lyrics or no lyrics, I can focus. I just need music. I don't know why my brain like trails off if like if I'm just in silence. Like if I get stuck on a problem, I can't refocus on it. Like it'll take a minute for me to refocus on it if I don't have music. Because if I get stuck, then I'm just gonna start thinking about something else. Same. Mm-hmm. I had to take an ACT, practice ACT in math. Um 
doing it. I finished before the 16 minutes was over. Mm-hmm. I got on one question. I started reading it. And I'm like, I don't understand that. Skip. Usually, I will sit on that and read it 10 times. times yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I understand it. No, I don't. I don't. I don't even see what's on the paper at that point. Yeah, I'm just reading it. I'm just like, no. okay, Sandy has five uh, five blue shells and four red shells. If she reaches in a bag, what's the probability that she pulls a red one? And then it adds like another variable, and I'm like reading it over and over and over again. But it all sounds the same. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Which is why I'm going on ACTs like. To really not get stuck, and I'm telling you, taking an ACT, I will zone out like 20 times, at least yeah. 20 times during the ACT. And if I have to, if I get stuck, I have to skip it immediately. If I'm like, I just don't have the time, or I just, I don't, if I don't understand it as soon as I read it, I skip it. Because if I sit there and try to really process it, I'm screwed. I know for my math. Burn too much time on yeah, it. Yeah, I'm screwed. I know for the math one I took in class, I made a 29. On it on your math ACC, bro. Math is easy for me. I don't suck at math, so. <laughs> bro. Everyone I know is like in the highest math ACT scores. A girl bro, in there made I'm a thirty-four. Making, I'm making look from ACT all around every subject twenty-two. Compo- composite, you made a twenty-two. Yeah, composite, composite twenty-two. And then it wasn't like oh, this random one was really high. No, everything was a twenty-two. I was so mad. Well, you, you mm. struggle in focusing, and that's why a mm. lot of teachers hate the ACT. Like genuinely, they're like this. Yeah, is test it. anxiety is very real. Yeah, and they if you have it bad enough, you can go to a doctor, and your doctors can give a note and be like, "Hey, they do need extra time," because I I, I didn't know that. I That's know crazy. a few kids are fully capable, like some of the smartest kids I know. They just can't do it. Um, they they can't sit in a classroom for three hours to work on sixty math problems because some. Yeah. They some they, people don't test well. They just get really anxious. There's like one girl, um, not gonna name drop, but really smart. Not a lot, not a lot of people like her, but she she's always the last one to finish. Can make like almost a hundred percent grades, but just gets so anxious in what she does. Or this is my guess because I don't know her personally, but I know I've seen her in my classes and. Um, it'll be those moments where everyone's finished, and usually if we finish early, we can talk. And everyone's just tired because this one girl is just not finishing. But then she'll come out with the best grade in the class, or the worst, because she didn't. She feels like she didn't have enough time. Huh. Yeah, I get exactly what you're saying. And I don't have text anxiety, but I definitely can't focus. Like I'm the same way. I don't like. I don't like. I'm not like stressed and like. Oh my god, I'm so stressed. I can't focus. It's just like. I just can't focus, period, sometimes. <laughs> yeah. I know, um, since I can't focus, um, before test, I have drinking energy drinks. It helps me focus, but I put so much energy into focusing because I have it now that it runs out too quickly, and now everything else is worse than it would be without it. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I know, um, was it? Uh, it's like energy crash. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was. Well, oh, I don't know what test. I'm not in Harvard. They did a study of kids taking like what is it? as Adderall the stuff to. What's the pill, like makes people give people more attention and whatnot? Adderall. Yeah. Adderall. Adderall. Yeah, yeah I think that's like the most common one. Kid, like college students, 
uh, they took this test, then they did a survey. Hey, who took Adderall? All the students that did really good, um, some of them took Adderall. And a lot of the people that took Adderall, they had a... I think some of them counted that as cheating because it's like you're using something to be better. <laughs> they treat it like a performance-enhancing drug. Yeah, and it's hmm. like, then what do you really want us to do? You know what I mean? I mean, mm. yes, we might be capable on our own without it, but there's some people that just aren't there and have the ability for that. That's why I know monsters and all the energy drinks aren't the best for you, but... And some, but they help me out. In some instances, <laughs> let me, let me type that one out. Energy drinks, energy drinks, routines for, for other podcast stuff. Yeah, I can say all routines. this in the podcast, but I cannot think of any ideas. Whenever you're, we're going gonna like, get some data on it, and we'll talk about it. Okay. All right, um, guys, we're at two hours. Man, good talk. Yeah. yeah, it's been a good one. Yeah, it's been a good one. It's been a lot. Appreciate y'all driving and being open, man. Any closing any closing remarks? You got any shout outs? Got any I don't know. These never feel like they're ever finished. Shout out, uh shout out to uh Caleb. Yeah, shout out to Caleb. You know. He's he is my main inspiration for even moving on in life sometimes. Oh. All right. Yeah, Caleb's definitely an inspiration. We gotta get Caleb on here. So how about this? Next time we'll get Caleb here. Yeah, and we'll make it sooner than two later. Two weeks. Not just playing. Um, it's probably gonna be after New, New Year's time. The New yeah. Year's time. Let's say it's probably gonna have to be. Let's after get done Christmas. with this wedding and then let's do New Year's time. Yeah, we'll, let's that's let's fine. plan that. And you guys push that. Don't say well you said you do it. Like y'all push it. Like today you pushed it, Drez. Yesterday you pushed it. Yeah, I don't because know I was very when, busy. But I don't know when but you it is too me. much because I feel like. Y'all are busy and just y'all are push. already stressed out. You know what I mean? Man, bro. I'm not trying to add on to y'all's plate. I will like, put you in your place if you stress me out. <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't, I don't want that. I don't want that. Run towards it, son. Run, Run towards, towards it. it. I'm going to get shot in the leg <laughs> and not want to get shot again. All right. Sean, you got any, you got any uh, shout outs? Shout outs to my wife, Whitney. Hey. Love you, babe. Definitely. Hey. Parents. Well, well, since he did that, shout out to my wife, Dana. Because uh, I'll get in trouble if I don't. So, <laughs> All right. Well, we out of here. Boogie, bring us out. Bring us out, huh? Um, yep. Yeah, it was great having y'all on here. It was just great talking. Dresden, you got it, right? Got what? It. That's it. You just got it. Sure. Hit right, that man. notification bell. <laughs> Get next time we post. Yep, that's great to hear. Oh, um, yep. I'll see y'all later, guys. Take it easy. Take it easy. Later. Peace.